0: an honor to uh, introduce Scott to you. I want to just give you a brief background. Many of you know of him, but for those of you who are new or are visiting with us, Scott and his wife Ruth were uh, career missionaries in Mexico and they're now back in the States for the time being. And uh, Scott is the director of the website ObreroFiel.com. Obrero Fiel. I'm struggling with it, forgive me. <laughs> My Spanglish is taking over. It's uh, uh, it, it's translated faithful laborer in Spanish, and this site is designed to it, like our mission statement here to escort Spanish speaking people to Christ and establish them in truth and equip them for ministry. That that's that's my spin on our mission statement, but that is what they are doing in and through this website. This website is visited by Spanish. Speaking people all around the world, there are over 6,000 Christian resources available and there is also an online discipleship school called Escuela Obrero Fiel which has over 3,000 students enrolled. Just a great work that God is doing in and through them. So Scott, I don't want to steal any more of your thunder. You come and, and, and share with us from your ministry and from the Word of God. Y'all welcome Scott. Thank you. Well, it is great to be here
1: this morning with you folks and to see many familiar faces. Am I on? On the mic here, are we doing all right? Good. All right. Well, I didn't get to greet everybody that I wanted to before the service, so don't rush off after the service. I still have a lot of you that I need to shake hands with and and see how you're doing. It's been great um, to be a little bit close for a year and a half now. We've lived in Canton, Texas, and so we're a little bit closer to you folks than we were in Mexico City area, and uh, great to get back here every once in a while and say hi and to share some of the exciting things that the Lord is doing. If you have Bibles this morning, um, turn to Psalm 67 with me. We're going to share a little bit from Psalm 67. I usually share about the family and the ministry first, and then a little from the Word, and we're going to flip it up and do it the opposite way this time, um, because there's some exciting things that I want you to see in this psalm. Um, We have been blessed by God. That's what we just sang about, isn't it? We were singing about His blessing, His incredible blessing. Why does God bless us? Because He loves us, that's for sure. But he blesses us for, a different, for another reason as well. And that's what we're going to look at here in this psalm this morning. We have been blessed by God to bless all the peoples in the world. All right? Let's, um, let's look at the first verse there, Psalm 67. It says, May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us. Many pastors use this as a, as a call to worship or as a benediction, things like that. But I, there's three things here that we can see um, that, that the writer is praying to God for. First, His grace, giving us what we don't deserve. Isn't that what God's blessing is about? How many of us deserve God's blessing this morning? We don't deserve it. We have sinned, we have fallen short, but God desires to bless us. God desires to give us that blessing to receive favor from Him. And then finally it talks about His face shining upon us. God, the God of the universe, didn't just create us, create this world and go off somewhere else and do something else. He wants to focus His attention on each one of us. He loves us and He wants to shine His face upon us. It's easy to forget God's blessing, isn't it? easy to look up the ladder and say, man, I wish I had what they had, instead of realizing the incredible blessings that we have in God. God has blessed us so greatly. Just three, three um, factors here. If you have um, food this morning in your refrigerator, clothes on your back, I think we're, we skipped one here. Can we go to the next one there? Doesn't want to work. We'll go on. If you have food in your refrigerator this morning, clothes on your back, and a roof over your head, you're better off this morning. You're more blessed by God than 75% of the people in this world. If you have a bank account, money in your wallet, and maybe some spare change lying around in your house somewhere, you're more wealthy than 92% of the people in this world. If you're attending church this morning, and I think you are, (laughs) um, and you don't have fear of arrest or being tortured or being put to death for doing that, you have more religious freedom this morning than 42% of the world's population. Are we blessed? As believers here living in this country in this day and age, we have been incredibly blessed by God. And we should thank Him and we should praise Him. But why did God do that? Why did he bless us? Yes, he does love us, and he wants to bless us personally. But this psalm goes on to say that there's another reason for that blessing. In verse 2, that your ways may be known on earth and your salvation among all nations. God blessed us to be a blessing to others. That is the reason why God blesses us, so that his people... Um, would participate in world outreach endeavors around the world. It's that simple. Now, you may say, oh, come on, Scott, you're the missionary. You've got to do the missionary thing. And, yeah, you pick some obscure psalm out there to talk about this. But that's not the purpose of the Bible. That's not what God's about. Let me share with you here some verses, and I didn't pick them all. There's over 250 verses in the Bible, all throughout the Bible, that talk about this. But we're just going to highlight a few I picked from the beginning of the Bible in Genesis, the whole way to the end of Revelation, and we're going to run through these real quick so that you can see that this is uh, a central theme in God's Word, okay? Real quickly here, Genesis 12, 2-3, God's talking to Abraham. He says, I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing, and all the peoples on the earth will be blessed through you. God blessed Abraham so that he could be a blessing to the nations. First Kings, on, on in the Old Testament, uh, chapter 8. May the Lord our God be with us as he was with our fathers. May he turn our hearts to him to walk in his ways and to keep his commandments. Why? So that all the peoples of the earth may know that the Lord is God and that there is no other. Wow. Let's go on to the New Testament. We don't have time to linger this morning. Mark 11, 17. Jesus says, as he taught them, he said, Is it not written, my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations? Do we pray for all the nations? You know, as sad as I travel and, and share about our ministry, so many, um, so many places I go, they're like, oh, that's nice, you know, you have your little niche, you do your little thing, and, and that's nice. I'm, I'm so encouraged to come to church like this. You have a whole month dedicated to world missions. You have a whole month dedicated to reaching out to others. This is an important central part of this church, and that is exciting to see because so many have miss, um, have, have lost uh, the passion that God wants us to have to reach out to others. Let's go on then to to Matthew 28. This one you're real familiar with, right? Called the Great Commission, which is becoming the great omission in many churches. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We go on then to to, uh, Paul in in Peter. He says, but you are a chosen people, okay? He's talking about believers here. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. We've been blessed, haven't we? Why have we been blessed? That you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. Once you were a people, not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. You see, so many of us can fall into the trap of saying, Oh, God blesses me. He loves me. And it's all about me. Thank you, God. I praise you. But there is a reason for that blessing beyond blessing us. Yes, God wants to bless us. But so that we have the freedom and ability to bless others around the world. Well, let's finish it up here in Revelation and we see a future scene here. And this is, why, this is why we're involved in reaching people around the world. It says, After this I looked and I saw before me a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, from every tribe, from every people and language group standing before the throne in front of the Lamb. And they cried out in a loud voice saying, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. God is called us to reach people, to help them enjoy the blessing that we enjoy, and to to prepare them for that future moment when around the the throne we will all worship God together. Well, let's get back to our verse in Psalms here real quick. Verses 3 and 4, we're going to continue on. The psalmist says, may the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you rule the peoples justly and guide the nations of the earth. You see, our, our ultimate motive or goal for God, why God wants us to bless other people is so that we can tell the world about God's plan of salvation. And why would he want us to do that? so that every people group around the world would worship Him. That's the ultimate goal. We were created to worship God. This morning, we had a wonderful time of worship. How many of us were truly worshiping the Lord in in that time? How many of us truly worshiped the Lord throughout the week? God wants worshipers from every tribe and every nation and every language group. There's a, um, a book, I'm going to go ahead and flip to the, to the next um, thing there. I'm going to do a book recommendation here real quick. Have any of you read the book With Excellent book, easy read. I, I, just, I just finished it not too long ago. Actually, I think I, must, I might have a chapter left. Um, but what, what the writer here is talking about is he said so many times we want a relationship with God to manipulate God to get what we want, Right? Okay? Some people want to be under God to get his blessing. Some people want to be over God, and it's like a genie, a magic lamp. I want to get what I want, right? Others want to be blessed from God, and the whole idea of the prosperity gospel. And others think, well, if I'm good and I serve God, then he'll bless me. So we are for God, right? We want to be for God. He's using these different prepositions here. But the, the whole idea of the book is it's not uh, under God or over God or from God or for God, but life should be lived with God. God. He wants a relationship with each one of us. He wants worshipers from around the world. Another book here. You guys ever heard of cat and dog theology? (laughs) Now, I've got a disclaimer here. Do we have any cat lovers? Any cat lovers? Okay. All right. Well, I I like cats too. We have a cat at home, but this, this book is not too kind on cats, okay? So just Just be aware of that. But this book, the the thesis of this book is, he says, you know, God loves me and cares for me. God protects me. He provides for me. Therefore, somebody must be God. Now, the dog, being the loyal dog that he is, he says, well, God loves me. He cares for me. He protects and provides for me. He must be God. What does the cat say? well, this person cares for me and protects me and, and feeds me and does all these things for me. I must be God. <laughs> okay? It's a very interesting book if you want to read it. Um, but, and, and we can laugh about that, but isn't that sad? So many times we say, God, you have blessed us. We have been blessed incredibly. And we almost say, you know what? It's almost like I'm saying, I must be God. God must like me, you know? Now, we don't say that literally. (gasps) You know, heaven forbid, we wouldn't say I must be God. Of course not. But how do we act? How do we live? It's a good good, uh, book for for some personal reflection. Now... (sighs) There's another issue regarding world missions, and I've, I've come across different groups, you know. Some people are all sold out for world missions, and hey, we're not going to mess around with the people in our town, because they've already heard the gospel. We're going overseas, you know. And other people say, but there's a lot of people in our country that need to hear the gospel. And we have great trips to, to Utah, you know, and that, that's great. I was excited to hear about that. And other people say, well, yeah, we, you know, God loves the world, but let's, let's reach our neighbors first. And when we get that done, then we'll go on to the rest of this. Look with me very quickly at Acts chapter 1, verse 8. I think we have it there. It says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. Okay, that would be our county here. What county are you guys in? Cherokee County. Okay, you'll be my witnesses in Cherokee County and in um, the uh, southeastern United States and um, in Latin America. That would be our Samaria and to all the ends of the world. Okay, that sounds good, doesn't it? And us being very logical Americans, we say, where do we start? Cherokee County, right? And when we finish with Cherokee County, then we'll move on to the southeastern U.S., and then from the southeastern U.S., we'll move on to Latin America and Canada. That's not the way it works. The grammar here, the suggestion in this, in this passage, is that we will be doing all of these at the same time, okay? Okay. We love to think logically. Let's check one off the list and move on. But that's not the the idea of the passage here. The the idea of the passage and the example we have of the early church is they were doing it all at the same time. We need to be doing missions in Utah. We need to be praying and supporting missions overseas. We need to be reaching the people right here in Jacksonville and Cherokee County. We need to be doing all of it at the same time. And what do we do Romans 10 14 to 15 how then can these people call on the one they've not believed in that's where it starts right they have to believe in him and how can they believe in one of whom they've not heard and how can they not hear without somebody to preach or to tell them and how can people be can people preach or tell others unless they are sent you've seen the passage before we all have a part Not all of us are going to be at the, uh, you know, we're not going to all evacuate Jacksonville and go all over the world at once, right? There are people that need to pray. There are people that need to support. There are those that need to go. There are those that need to get prepared. We have to be doing all things at once. You know, it used to be missions was, okay, send missionaries from the U.S. to other places in the world. You know what's happening now around the world? So many people are coming here. There's other cultures. Latin Americans are going to other places around the world. And all of a sudden, missions is to everywhere, from everywhere. And that is the reality of our world. There are all kinds of nationalities right here in town and in this area of Texas. We need to be reaching them. We need to be reaching out. What is your part? It's not so matter of getting involved in logistics and, well, what's first, what's second. Ask the Holy Spirit to guide you. God, what part do you want me to have? In this great endeavor share with you real quick as i finish up here because i think we're about that time have a picture here of one of the ladies that came to well family that came to know the lord in our ministry in mexico some of you that were on the early days may even remember them jose and josefina and their three daughters i was in a home bible study with them sharing the gospel with them and they decided as a family to trust christ as their savior and after we prayed with them Josefina just kept crying, and that's kind of a natural thing, you know, because the Lord is working emotionally in in her life, Uh, but it just kept going on and on and on. I'm like, you know, something just doesn't seem right here. So I asked Josefina, I said, why are you crying? She said, I just can't get it out of my mind. She said, I am 40, what was she then, maybe about 42 42 years old, and this is the first time anybody has ever shared with me the gospel of Jesus Christ. And she said, I just can't help but be concerned and worry about all those people out there that have never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. Who's going to tell them? You know what? Josefina got it, didn't she? She had just received an incredible blessing from the Lord. And with every right, she could say, praise the Lord, He's done so much for me and I'm so happy and thrilled. But what was her thought? What about the other people? I've been blessed, she said, and I need to be a blessing to others. How are we gonna tell them? How can they share in this blessing that I have? Ask God, and I ask God on a regular basis, God, give me a heart for people. Give me a passion for those that don't know you in Cherokee County and around the world. God help me to to not take advantage of that blessing. Let's imagine real quickly here, as we finish up, that you folks have a real heart for Africa. I know you've sent some trips there and done some great things there. Right now in Africa, there's a couple of countries where there is a severe famine. I mean, it seems like there's always famine in Africa, but there is a very severe famine going on right now. So let's say that you guys work as a church here. You get in touch with other churches and do car washes. I don't know what else you would do here to raise funds to send money over to feed those people that are literally starving because they don't have food right now. Great thing to do. And you get, um, get $10,000 together, and, um, and it's ready to be sent off to Africa. Well, the next week you come to church, and, the, well, the, the elders aren't here, the pastor's not here, and you're like, where did those guys go? Somebody gets up, says, I'm the guest speaker. They called me and said that they were going to have a leadership retreat on, a, on a, a cruise, and they're gone for the week. Uh, they used that $10,000 that uh, was raised, and uh, they'll be back. Would that go over very well? Not at all. Now, I'm not at all saying that happened. (laughs) This is a what-if type of situation. What would we call that? What's a word for that? Corruption. What else? Robbery. There's a big formal word word that they use in legal circles, starting with an E. Extortion or embezzlement. Okay, We call that embezzlement. And we would look very unkindly on that. That just would not go over well at all. Because God had blessed in a certain way, to, and those blessings were designated for a certain thing, and, the, and the, in this situation, the pastor decided to use it for something else. Now, we're very quick to judge that, but doesn't that sometimes happen in our own lives? These passages that we've been looking about have talked about God blessing us incredibly. And they also talk about the reason why he decided to bless us. So that we would be a blessing to all nations. Do we ever embezzle God's blessings and use them for something that they're not, they weren't designed for? Ooh, let's move on. <laughs> no, I want to encourage you. As I encourage myself, we need to evaluate our lives. It is so easy for us to enjoy God's blessings and misappropriate them for something that they were not designed for. I'm not here this morning to give you a guilt trip. I'm simply asking you to allow the Holy Spirit to guide your lives and to be open to His guiding uh, as to what you should be doing with the blessings that He has given to you. Well, let's skip over a couple of... uh, um, uh, real quick, I wanted to share about Manuel, too. Manuel is one of the leaders at our church, and um, he, he um, came to know the Lord very early on in the ministry. And My wife was just back in, our, in the church that we planted in Mexico uh, about a year ago, and she was just very humbled by this man. Um, they've been working hard to finish uh, the, the church construction that many of you helped with. It's not done yet. Um, There's no floor in in the church construction yet, and Manuel was preaching, and you know what he said? He said, I'm beginning to think that maybe we shouldn't pray that God helps us finish the floor in the church. He said, there's still too many people around the world that need to know about the Lord. We need to get our money together and help send missionaries to help people know about the Lord. Wow. Manuel gets it too, doesn't he? Not blessed so that we can enjoy life the way we want it, but blessed to be a blessing to others. May God help us as we um, follow the examples of these dear brothers in Christ that I know personally um, and, and evaluate our lives. Real quickly as we finish up then, I'm just going to share very quickly, jump past that, and about our ministry. Obrero Fiel is going great. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. This is the web ministry. We're now working with about 15, 16 different individual websites that do different things. And we're doing four major things, reach, teach equip and encourage Spanish speakers around the world. Spanish is the third largest language group in the world, and we're working with a couple of other organizations to do evangelism online. Uh, You can see out in the foyer, and I showed it last time I was here, the picture of the map and people coming to know the Lord. And we follow up all those Spanish speakers and uh, encourage them with volunteers, emailing them and helping them get connected with a local church and things like that. Uh, The pastor mentioned the online school of discipleship. We're doing discipleship courses to help people get grounded in their faith. And then the last two things we do are geared towards Spanish-speaking leaders so that they can be a blessing to other people. We're equipping them with resources that they can download for free to use in their ministry. And we send out a weekly e-magazine to encourage them with devotionals and things like that to about 42,000 Spanish-speaking leaders around the world. So I want to thank you for your participation with us in this ministry. You know, it cannot happen without you. Your prayers, your support as a church um, is making a difference around the world. And what we're trying to do with this ministry, we have been blessed. God has blessed you, you bless us. We have been blessed by you, and we're trying to bless others, pastors and things like that in the Spanish-speaking world, so that they can be a blessing to those that we're reaching. That's what it's all about. And so thank you so much for your prayers and your continued support of our ministry. I hope to get to talk to many of you uh, a lot more here after the service. We'll stick around and hope to greet many of you. May God bless you uh, as we serve the Lord together.
0: All right. Thank you so much, Scott and, and uh, Josiah, for being with us here this morning. Uh, thank you for that word, and <clears throat> may that be true of us. We have been blessed beyond measure. May we see that we've been blessed to to be a blessing. That's what this month is all about, and uh, we, we want to thank you, Scott, for being here. I want to mention this before I pray and before we uh, sing a closing song. Um, Scott has a table set up out here uh, Please stop by And uh, and visit with them and, and they have prayer cards for you to take home That you can put up on your fridge To remember to pray for them And, and their ministry They also have a, uh, a spot Where you can write your name uh, They have a sign up sheet Write your name and email You can get put on their mailing list Just to get updated on the ministry that's going on So please do that, okay Let's pray